El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, Jeff's back. And you're not mocking me this week. What are you reading stuff on your phone? What I got a note. Oh, okay. I had a note that I was taken care of. You got and it. I don't mock you either, so I don't know why that is a thing that you even bring up. You got a note? Like someone slipped you a note off camera? Well, uh, I got a, a text about a thing I have to deal with uh, tonight. Okay, yeah. Sorry. It was a thing I was waiting on, and then as soon as you started, it showed up, and I was like, fuck. Wow. Wow. Such an unprofessional start. Let's get things back on course with a podcast professional. Brett Raider is here. <laughs> Wow, we could have started this podcast four seconds later and not had to have any of those issues. But and yet we did not. And yet, yeah, here we are. Yep. Instead, we started it when we did, and we had those. Too issues. bad podcasts are all live, and there's no way to edit them. Yeah, we're recording this at four in the afternoon, which is such a strange time for me to record an unpops. It's, it's weird. weird for me too. This is Brett's fault. Fucking Brett. Why? Oh, because I have a job. Sorry. Yeah, because you. I asked. Yeah, you man. The earliest you could record, and you said four, like a maniac yeah what do you stand like up you're, you stand you're done up with your, your mother's hours shift at mcdonald's <laughs> was that that's that's eight to four is for mothers <laughs> i believe that's what they say is it or, or what, what's mother's hours it's i don't know i've never heard it's the opposite. <laughs> i've never, never heard, heard of that graveyard, sh- graveyard shift it's graveyard not- shift daddy time and then mother's <laughs> hours daddy Wait, time go on yeah what's to, yeah Daddy time is four to midnight. Graveyard is midnight to eight, and then it's mother's time eight to four. Oh yeah, we all know this. This is common knowledge. So, uh, <laughs> thank you both for being here. Well, yeah, Brett, I guess. I mean, Jeff, I don't know. need oh, I that. I don't need this. It's, it's been a long time, fellows. It has been. It's been a long, time. far too long. I think you're the last episode you were on was the four hundredth. I think. I think Classic. we had. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was like you know, 2020 or something like that. It was sometime. It was at some time in the past, and now we're doing uh, this one right here in the present. So I texted you the other day. I was like, I haven't spoke to Adam in a while, and I saw the LA Rams getting incredibly drunk, and someone was using a an, uh, an <laughs> air horn sound effect that sounded a lot like the sound effect on this show, and it made me think of Adam. So I was like, you got to watch KKL Nine right now. Someone got the. Reggaeton on air horn, air horn button, and they are not giving it away. Man, burr, 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 burr. people were popping their shirts off. A cameraman almost died. That was a wild. Super a camera Bowl woman. Break. A camera woman. Oh, it was a camera woman. It was How a, about camera a camera woman. Person. She fractured her spine, and then everyone was like, "This poor woman. The Rams. Matthew Stafford are evil for not trying to help her." And then the Rams and Matthew Stafford's like, we're paying her medical bills. We're doing all that stuff. And then two hours later, she got milkshake ducked. People found her Twitter. And her Twitter was like, <laughs> I don't like I don't like anyone who uh, doesn't who isn't like me. Wait, wait really? She got <laughs> she, milkshake ducked. She got milkshake ducked. She was like, hey, everybody, letters, slurs. 
All you I'm out like, there? I <laughs> like how you're I'm trying to say the letters that yeah. she was saying. You I was going to say, say the letters that she uh, was using. You, you're, re- you're really sort of skirting around the whole what, you, what kind of a person she is. You can be specific here. We know it's not your phrasing. So say it. Is she racist? Say the N-word, yeah, Brett. I think she, she's racist and homophobic. She <laughs> say used all, all the, yeah, she say used, all the slurs, Brett. Please. She used the worst. She used the worst ones. Oh you, no! Which ones? Say them out loud. <laughs> I might. Well, that that kind of makes a good segue because that would constitute a local LA news story, right there. I don't think that has made national headlines, maybe national sports headlines, but I didn't even know that there was that turn of events. So there's that. Oh yeah, it was like a full 36 hours of of a roller coaster for oh, for us in the NFL media. That is that is funny. Yeah, just the part where she got hurt, not the other part. <laughs> well, it was sad, and then it was, and then it became funny. Yeah, it's like it's when just you comedy, see someone comedy fall is on, just tragedy, tragedy plus time. It's like when you see someone fall on the ice, and you have to wait a couple seconds to make sure they didn't shatter a hip. And then let's go to their let's go to their Twitter and see yeah. what they what, <laughs> yeah. what they quick what's your what what's they were your saying in 2014. She was also saying this stuff like way too late, way too late. <laughs> it was like 2014. Like oh my god, you're saying these words? That Christ. Yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. Haven't into we it. all? Mm. Wait, no, no, okay. no, not really. No, it's not defensible if you tweet it in 2008. But it's like I don't, I don't know. But that it's would like, be about Obama, so it's okay. Is that what not, you're saying? No, no, not at all. I'm just wow. saying, but like, people weren't totally like thinking about, oh, everything I type is just going to be there forever in 2008. In 2014, we all knew don't be a racist shitbag on Twitter. Yet, our friend, the photographer, not my friend. That's she, why your she best fell. friend. Yeah. She was out there. She was out there. That's why she fell. She probably got pushed. Yeah, just didn't see that part. So that's one local news story. We're talking. We're doing another local news roundup episode today. Yay! Isn't that the technical difficulties music? Yeah, because technically Spanish these are some Lee difficulties. Yeah, is the name of the song. It is by Herb Alpert, Herb who also Alpert. is the man behind the song sampled on "Hypnotize" by Notorious Big. So put that, that in your song pipe is and called smoke it. Hypnotize. Let's talk about this first news story, shall we? This is a fun one. Thousands of baptisms have been invalidated because a Phoenix priest used one wrong word. This is I... what you get for being Catholic, I think. Oh, I was going to say from Phoenix. Yeah, I mean that too. But more than anything, there are perfectly legitimate religions out there that don't make you jump through all these hoops. And I just yeah. don't know why you wouldn't just go that route instead. I, w- I would like to say... Very important here. This is probably the worst scandal in the Catholic Church's history. I think so. Yeah. I'm going Jeff, out on that You're from lane. Boston, too, right? Uh, yeah, ish. Okay, it yeah. checks out. Then he would know. He would know. Yeah. yeah. Catholic Church <laughs> oh, scandals. Yeah. yeah, this happened, uh, like we said, in Phoenix, Arizona. A priest named Andres Arango performed thousands of baptisms in his time at St. Gregory Parish Church, and they have all been invalidated. St. Greg. St. Greg. What an Arizona-ass name for a church. St. Don's. Yeah. I went to St. Joe's. I was like, this is like a diner. The reason these all got invalidated is he made a a single one-word mistake when he performed these baptisms. At the end, he said, we baptize you instead of I baptize you, which is apparently enough by the Vatican's rules that now that baptism doesn't count which again so many hoops because now that the baptisms don't count there's all these other things that aren't going to count like if there's some people who got married who their weddings might not count according to the church anymore and at that point you got to be like all right i'm just gonna find a different church yeah someone will have me right yeah you gotta i mean that's at some point in time you have to be like all right well if you're gonna invalidate my existence i'm just gonna switch religions has anyone considered that baptisms are fake and not real? What do you mean? F- fair. Fake in that? I don't know. Like, what is like? What is it? They pour water <laughs> on you and they say a prayer. Like, wh- what does it matter what the word is? Well, can't the church also say, uh, yeah, we just checked the rules and those ones are fine, but also don't do it again. Use the r- the right words going forward. What does it mean yeah. to be invalidated? Is there a spreadsheet of everyone who's Who's got one? And they're like, oh, all the people who who were there when when he said we instead of I 
we have to delete your name from the spreadsheet or we have to put your name in red. Like, what is it? I don't know. I'm not Catholic, obviously. I mean, there's I a lot of- I saw the story like a week or two ago when it came out and I was like, I don't know. Like, who, care? who cares? He said a different word. Like, the, the <laughs> I, thing I really about don't, the, I don't. I'm not Catholic, obviously. The Catholic like, Church exists. Uh, a ceremony is very important to the Catholic Church. So it's, it's, it's a way of- holding on to the past and sticking to that ceremony. And while it generally has been rigid, I feel like the Vatican recently has has sort of really loosened up a lot of that rigidity. So I'm very, very surprised that this is the ruling. Well, the issue with using we instead of I, maybe this explanation from a bishop in Phoenix will clear things up for everybody. The issue with using we is that it is not the community that baptizes a person. Rather, it is Christ and him alone who presides at all of the sacraments. And so it is Christ Jesus who baptizes. Brett, I assume that clears everything up. Whatever, man. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like wrong Christ, oh, Christ like, would I don't get know. it. Yeah, I think he would understand. He's trying to do the right. Like, I feel like if there's a forgiving God, he'd be like, oh, okay, you're not not baptized anymore. You got baptized you know, in spirit and which is what getting baptized is anyways. It's not like a very official thing. I know it seems like it is to a lot of people, but, you know, just zoom out one little bit. You're just putting a little drop of water on baby's head. Like it's not that official. You can just say, you know what? These are fine. Keep on. Yeah. But those babies got married. The church and doing your best and your thing, you know. Oh, so the marriages are unofficial now too. Yeah, all there's the, all sorts of stuff see, that people might have to redo yeah. because Hold of this. Hold on. So the state of Arizona and the United States are not legally recognizing the no, marriages the, that are the, filed in Maricopa County or no, wherever. Just the church. No, just the no, church. Just so, the church. Again, do they have a? Do they have a spreadsheet? I, I do taught, they have a Google I, sheet? I, I taught this stuff, man. I can just I can just tell you the deal if you want. So marriage matrimony is one of the seven sacraments. So it's one of the one of the sacraments that sort of connects you to God. And baptism is the first one that you get. And then it's the Holy Eucharist and then confirmation and then matrimony. Now, that being said, you have to complete them in steps. So if the first one is invalidated, then in the eyes of that bureaucracy in the church, everything after that is no longer valid as well. It's like getting a fault. You know, like you just it. There's no sense in keep going. It's like playing after the whistle in football. And that's why you find a different church. <laughs> Absolutely, it sounds extremely complicated for something that again is completely made up and seems like a very honest mistake with people. And I'm not saying these people are wrong for believing in Catholicism. I'm saying you have people who want to be who want to be participating here, and you're saying, oh no, actually you have to. You're not married anymore on a made up spreadsheet book or whatever because of something that happened 20 years ago like i don't know just say oh i chatted with god he's cool with it you're all like wouldn't that be easier and that's what the it feels like that's why this is so confusing to me is because the 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 new pope the current pope is Jude as law. far as popes go incredibly progressive as far as popes go i'm not saying that it, it is now a good group of people i'm just saying that you know he's done a lot to move things yeah. forward so but, he heard. So he knows about this. This got raised up. Well, to it him says and the Vatican. Just like, oh yeah. Un unless some some cardinals uh, well, the, out there were making decisions. The thing about the Vatican, the reason this carried on so long is the Vatican didn't really bother clarifying this issue until the 2020th year of our Lord at the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith which is apparently a big Vatican hoedown that happens every once in a while. And it was there that they decided on this change, which apparently only affects this one priest in Arizona. I don't know. But that's also where they decided that COVID vaccines are morally acceptable. So that was a good ruling. Glad I that one didn't go the other way. I would I would like to add too that there's probably another priest watching this being like, holy oh shit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get found out. Either that, or he's just gonna say "we" whenever he's like baptizing the kid of someone he doesn't like. Yeah. Say "we" every day. <laughs> so yeah, careful how you do those baptisms out there, everybody. Dot your eyes, cross Dot your eyes, cross your crosses, and don't say "we." <laughs> T your crosses. Dot your eyes. How about this next one? 
California is considering a bill allowing citizens to enforce the assault weapons ban. At first, I thought this meant like if you saw someone with an assault weapon, you can just go up and be like, hey, sir, citizens arrest. Give up that gun. But no, unfortunately, it's not that. This is weird to me because it's retaliatory. It sure is. It's like a war between two states. Yeah, what happened, Texas passed their crazy abortion ban that is basically just an outright ban on abortion. Most women don't know they're pregnant by week six. California, in response to that, passed or is considering this bill that would do the same thing here that Texas's abortion law does in that if someone sells an assault weapon in California and you can prove it, then you can sue that person and collect a $10,000 bounty. Brett, yes. I I think what's needed is to back up and explain how the abortion bill works, which is if you know of someone who gets an abortion, you are allowed to basically file a suit against it. Or if you know of a doctor or a medical practice that is performing them, you as a Texas citizen can rat them out to the government and sue them, something like that? Yeah, well, you can rat them out and you can sue them for a specified amount of money. I think it might be more than 10000 With the You Texas know who I wouldn't bill. rat out? So, Gun dudes. That's who I would not rat out. I'm not going to like notice my neighbor has a, an assault rifle and I'm going to snitch on him. Yeah, I think it's more aimed toward the manufacturers. But even then, I don't know. Like, this just seems like some symbolic bullshit that we don't need to do. Like, I get oh, I, it. Yeah, I mean, it, so the thing going on here... In California is basically it's a replication of the sort of exact machinery of how that other bill in Texas works. Yeah. Where if you're the victim of something that uses, you know, of an assault weapon, you can sue the manufacturer. You can sue the the owner of it, something like that. So basically, I think it's a way to kind of call out the the machinery of or the process of, of of how the abortion bill works and you know if if conservative people don't like this bill for whatever reason say say the abortion bill in texas goes to the supreme court and the supreme court says hey abortion bill a-okay it's constitutional then they would have to allow a bill like this to exist am i right yeah. in, in that reason yeah, it's retaliatory right yeah. If you word something exactly the same, then obviously, I, don't I know. Yeah. I mean, it's California challenging the federal ruling, which is that California's assault weapons ban is unconstitutional. We but, should get some assault weapons. Yeah. I don't see why we I'm wouldn't. Right. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we better get on now so we don't get snitched. This is a quote from Senator Bob Hertzberg, who is the author of this proposal. Our message to the United States Supreme Court is as follows. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I look forward to rushing a new bill to the governor's desk to take advantage of that United States Supreme Court guidance. Kind of seems like he's just blowing smoke up his ass here. Yeah. Apparently this was a thing, though, that some gun rights groups were afraid of, is that if Texas passed that abortion law, that states like California would use that same framework with laws about guns. So that's exactly what happened. Vindication is a is a weird reason to pass legislation, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. And also, again, I don't want my neighbor with assault weapons to find out that I snitched him out. What if you get $10,000, though? I mean, what's good as $10,000 if you're sucking down full metal jackets for dinner the next night? It's a good point. I don't trust gun owners. I think they're, because they're weak. And that makes me feel like they're much more willing to use it. I don't know that many gun owners. I'm not completely anti-gun. I like shooting no. a gun. My dad's a hunter. Oh, I like gu- I like shooting guns. It's fun. Yeah, Brett, you ever shot but a gun? I have. It was it was fine. Like I felt like a rush of adrenaline, and that was it. I mean, I kind of got I kind of got it for a minute. Like, oh wow, it feels like your hand is coming. Yeah, but then afterwards, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I, that's probably it. Like, that's probably the last time I'll ever fire a gun. It was on my twenty first birthday. I went to Vegas. I, Let's I go shoot guns, thing. guys. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, they just don't really interest me. They kind of, I'm kind of afraid of them. And well, they, they're, da- they damage. Yeah, I don't know. They kill. So I just, I'm not really interested. Yeah, I went to them. a. I'm not going to get one. Like, I went to I, a shooting range with Soren Bowie for. I think he was going to write a column about it, but then I was way better at shooting guns than he was, so that column never got written. <laughs> and I think that's the last time 
I shot a gun. When I went to the FBI exhibit at the Reagan Library last month, one of the things at the FBI exhibit is like a pretend shooting range, and they score you on how accurate you are. I got instructor level, okay? Nine Mm. out of ten. So fuck around and find out. I mean, I don't have a gun, so I can't shoot anyone. But if I did, man, I could take you out from right here, Jeff. It's, uh, I gotta be honest, in poor taste to use have a pistol at the Reagan Library. Jeff, they have the gun that shot Reagan at the Reagan Library. That's in great taste. They also play the video of him getting shot on a loop, and it's only like a minute and a half section. Like, it's the, the meat, where it's just Good. the part where he gets shot. So you can just stand there and watch that over and over Do they and have over. the Jodie Foster movie that inspired the yeah. assassination yes. attempt? Is Taxi Driver, is the end of Taxi Driver going to be there? It wouldn't have surprised me. They had some pretty crazy shit. They had the, the car, the Beltway snipers used. That was nuts. Sometimes uh, the Reagan Library also is like, we got King Tut here. Well, they have a whole like exhibit section. Yeah, yeah they the have just like a exhibit. section. They're like, yeah. we'll take anything, man. Dead Sea Scrolls, we got them. We heard you like Reagan, dog. Yeah, yeah, we got. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we got. Uh, we got the Eiffel Towers. There it know, is. Yeah, blueprints here too. We got whatever. <laughs> is it historical? Ooh, come the on down, Eiffel to Tower, Sea Valley, California. I don't know. Blueprints. I'm trying to think of something like I don't know. Important. You nailed it. Yeah, I nailed it. Guns don't kill people, Adam. You know who kills people? Yeah, Ronald speaking Reagan. Of, speaking oh, of yeah, oh, Simi yeah, Valley, place. let's talk about dirty cops. This is exactly, dirty this cops. is very much a Simi Valley story. Well, you know why I bring up Simi Valley? Because every cop lives there. Well, also, it's where the jury was in the Rodney King trial. Oh. To quote Ice Cube, go to Simi Valley, and surely someone knows the address of the jury. So the L.A. Sheriff's Department is Scum. a goddamn problem. This week's episode of Pretty Scary is about the murder of Andres Guardado, which is a murder that was carried out by the L.A. Sheriff's Department. No one ever went to jail for it. I don't think anyone even got suspended for it. And it is some movie shit. If you read the details, it sounds like a scene from Training Day. Like, it's it's nuts. And it was the L.A. Sheriff's Department who did it. And we did an episode not too long ago about this problem at the L.A. Sheriff's Department, which is gangs. They have just a shit ton of gangs within the L.A. Sheriff's Department. It's been this big issue. There, We did that episode about it, which we did it because this big investigative series had just come out on a site called Knock LA that was about the history of gangs within the LA Sheriff's Department. I think there's 21 articles in that series. Like, this is a thing that goes back to the 1960s. And this most recent development, Alex Villanueva, who is a real bastard. He is, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's the worst. He is the worst. His new thing now is he wants L.A. County leaders to stop referring to these deputy gangs as deputy gangs. No. Nope. Not going to no. happen. I mean, we're no, not you L.A. Know county why? leaders. No, but... gang, gangs is only a word for the bad guys. We're, we're, we're the good guys. You can't yeah. call us gangs. You can't As call they're gunning down we... black kids on bikes. Oh, yeah, when we just murder people and have like these murder initiation yeah. things. It would have been so they funny if you— that a gang. It would have been so well, funny if he that. made that request, and then everyone's like, but you're a gang. But yeah. there's gangs. And his thing is, he said something like, show him where anyone in his department meets the legal definition of a gang. And it's like, you know what we mean, fuckface. You probably wrote the legal definition of gang as it relates to L.A. Sheriff's Department. Like, you know what people mean. There are criminals who wear matching uniforms and have matching tattoos in your fucking yeah. department. And do murders. They do murders. That's the Andres Guardado thing. The whistleblower who came forward in that case, his claim was that Andres Guardado was murdered because the cop who shot him was trying to get his executioner's tattoo. The executioners are one of the L.A. Sheriff's Department gangs. In this case, they are based out of the Compton station. And you get that tattoo, which has a bunch of Nazi imagery on it. You get that tattoo for executing a citizen. And it is argued that that's what happened to Andres Guardado is he was killed. So this guy could get his fucking executioner's tattoo, which he probably has now. I'm pretty sure he's still a cop. He never got arrested for it. There was never a trial. Uh, The coroner did an inquest, but the guy left the country during it and said he was going to plead the fifth anyway. 
So, yeah, keep calling these fucking gangs gangs. That's crazy. Like, what a bold request. Yeah, and keep calling Alex Villanueva a piece of shit. Yeah. Because he likes, and he likes to, he does that thing that a lot of conservatives do where he'll be like, and the fact that I am the first Spanish-speaking sheriff in over a hundred years means that you're racist. Yeah, he actually did that in this case, too, when he requested that the count LA Board of Supervisors stop using the phrase deputy gangs. This was a quote from his letter to them. As the first fluently Spanish-speaking Latino sheriff in over 100 years who supervises a majority Latino workforce, I hope you can see the blatant racial inferences your conscious bias displays every time you choose to attack our department with this derogatory term. That's like, well, stop having gangs in your department then. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about not doing gang murders? Yeah, yeah. That That'd be would be huge. That, I think, would put a stop to a lot of this. And it's funny because we just talk about the LASD gangs and not about all the other crime that the LSD, LASD does. Like, they do awful gang shit. It's yeah. not just the violence. No, no. And... As a lawyer for the whistleblower, who was also an L.A. County sheriff's deputy, his name was Art Gonzalez, he was one of the first people to come forward to tell people about this one particular gang, the executioners. His lawyer, in response to Alex Villanueva's statement, his lawyer was like, yeah, all the people you're killing are Latino also. One of my I got a haircut uh, several months ago from a guy that was a retired or quit like sheriff. And he was just like. Oh, no, I got in there, and within two years, I was like, these are the worst people I've ever met in my life. He's like, it was corrupt and crooked and awful and ugly, and I just decided to leave. And I was like, he's like, I cut hair now, and my life is fucking great. Yeah, I bet. I don't know if the cut in hair would be great. You think you he could do that? He seems to like it. Yeah. You're just very jealous, Adam. Yeah, that's true. I fucking landed in this shit. I could have been cutting hair after cracked. Damn it. How many people do you have to give like a really bad haircut to to get into the barber gang? the barber executioners <laughs> i don't know let's hmm. try it out let's try let's start that gang you have to give a citizen who wants like a regular haircut just like bzz, just buzz the whole thing off fucking bowl really cut them. yeah yeah and then you get you have the, to give them, yeah you, you have to give them a bowl cut yeah oh yeah and then you get a tattoo of a skeleton holding some shears yeah it's great with a bowl I, cut i like think that's blonde just sort of mormon hair, hair bowl uh, cut I, was, I was gonna say i think that's just the suavecito logo it's like a like a skeleton barber. I don't know what that is. I think it's a pomade or something like that. It's like, like a that. hair product. You, oh. you wouldn't know about it. You're not a, you're not a barber anymore. Yeah, That's why I'm you don't barber. know. Yeah. So, yeah. The, listen to the pretty scary episode that will be out tomorrow as you're listening to this. Or, I mean, if you're listening to this out, the yeah. day it goes up. Otherwise, it came out in close proximity. And uh, you'll hear a lot more about the L.A. Sheriff's Department and Alex Villanueva. He is up for re-election this year. If so he wins, I will be surprised. I would be shocked if he wins. I just want to go to where lot, he's... I think there's a lot of people in Los Angeles who don't really know about any of this stuff. And, like, he's the incumbent. He's been the sheriff for, like, a long time in L.A. I wouldn't see why he wouldn't win. Because there's a lot of people who will just vote and they're like, well, this guy's this guy's been there for a while. And, and they don't know about shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a big Google LASD gangs sign oh, wherever he's it. campaigning. Yeah. I mean, that's all. If you don't live in Los Angeles, you, you do see those. You drive on the freeway. People put up these signs and they'll spray paint Google LASD gangs. I highly recommend it. Google yeah. it. You should Google LASD gangs or just it, hit the show notes of this episode and we'll link to that. LASD gangs series. One of my the best parts of the whole Google LASD gangs things is you don't have to explain anything to anyone. You just like Google it. Anyone's like, oh, please in LA seem all right. Just Google, just Google it. It is nuts that that's not more of a national story. But the LA Sheriff's Department and the LAPD wield a whole lot of power. They sure do. I mean, that's cops generally across the board, whether you're in Maybury or New York. Yeah, the LAPD especially though. They're like our little military. It's like we got, got a little baby military. A little racist military. Yeah. I remember I got pulled over one time and the cop asked me to get out of my car. I had forgotten to turn my lights on and they pulled me out of my car and they wanted, she, the, the woman that pulled me over wanted, said that there was somebody with warrants out with my name or something similar to my name. 
but he was a lot shorter than me. And then she just spent the rest of the time like hitting on me. Nice. And I was like, Jeff is so hot, everybody. No, he's so tall oh. and he's so hot. But I was like, can I can I go? And she was like, well, you know, I mean, I could keep you a little bit longer, you know. And I'm like, this is not good. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah, you should have sued her. You should have sued sure. her for harassment. You should have sued Burbank her. cops too. Yeah, you should have sued Burbank her cops. and the city of Burbank. Fuck that. Remember when I called that Burbank cop a dickhead to his face? I do. I beat the ticket. Right. Fuck your straddling the lane ticket. All right. Let's talk about another. This is a very crazy story. I did this not know wild. things like this happened. Oklahoma sentenced a woman to life in prison because her boyfriend murdered her baby while she was at work. A woman's name was Rebecca Hogue. She came home from work one day and found her two-year-old dead. And her boyfriend, Trent, who was supposed to be watching him, was missing. So That's some Trent shit right there. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking Trent. And so a few days later, they find Trent's lifeless body hanging from a tree in a wildlife refuge. And the words, Rebecca is innocent, are carved into a nearby tree. And... What's alleged is that this guy had beaten this kid to death and then took his own life. The mother had nothing to do with this. She was at work when it happened. But under Oklahoma's failure to protect law, she was convicted of first degree murder. And the argument is that she either was aware or should have been aware that her son was at risk of abuse from another adult and is therefore responsible for his murder, which sounds like a really crazy argument that no one would go along with. But the DA went along with it and the jury ended up finding her guilty and the jury and the prosecution both recommended a life sentence in prison. That's so fucked. It really is. And hmm. how There's, do you how do you prove I that? I nothing to say about this. Like how do you prove because she, her argument is, no, I didn't know that this guy was abusing my kid. And even some of the people in the prosecutor's office were like, we can't prove that. Like, how do we prove she knew about the abuse when she says she didn't? Like, what can we possibly do to approve that? But they fucking pushed forward with this case anyway. I have That's a the feeling. thing is, oh, sorry, Jeff. No, I, I was just going to say I would have a hard time believing that Oklahoma would do something against women. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the interesting thing is, like, is the, the argument is that she was aware or should have been aware. How do you prove should have been? Exactly. Future yep. participle behavior. Like, I guess behavior I, I patterns. Know. I haven't clicked on it. This is, this, this is incredibly sad. And uh, I, I'm sure is. not really interested in talking about it that much. But, like, do you, you prove – is there – were they able to prove just in some way that this guy was kind of like an abusive shitbag and she should have known better? But if had the kid gone to hospital with bruises or something? Nope. To say to hospital, like I'm a European. Yeah, you sure did. You European scum. Did he go to hospital? What's even crazier about this idea that, well, she should have known that abuse was happening and she should have protected her kid. The defense wanted to bring an expert witness whose area of expertise was domestic abuse and domestic violence. And the prosecution managed to get that witness barred from testifying because, in their opinion, Rebecca Hogue was not the victim of domestic abuse. And therefore, this witness could not possibly have anything to add. So that makes the, well, how do you know she didn't know the abuse yeah. was happening? Even crazier, because yeah. you're saying, well, she wasn't abused, but she's supposed to know this guy's going to abuse her yeah. kid. There was no inciting evidence that this would be the case. No. They're, they're, the prosecution is literally saying that. God, fuck Oklahoma. That's why they're Texas's neighbor. Fuck them both. The judge, Michael Tupper, he did technically give her a life sentence, but he suspended most of it and sentenced her to 16 months in prison with three months credit for time served. But still, the fact that she's going to prison at all is Imagine bonkers. Imagine finding out, first off, that your child is dead. Also finding out that the person that you loved is a murderer, and they murdered your child. So the two people that you were closest to, dead. One of which did something awful to the other. And then you have to go to fucking prison. Yeah, and then you get to your trial, and it seems like the judge... I don't know, kind of had a grudge against this woman because 
the things the jury wasn't allowed to see is pretty crazy. There's the Rebecca is innocent tree carving. The jury wasn't allowed to see that because the judge said that was uh, hearsay. A recorded conversation. That's not hearsay. That's hear read. That's see say. See read. It's like, tree say. Hearsay is like some random person being like, I heard Rebecca's innocent. Like, yeah. The, the suicide note of the murder of that'd the be, murderer? That would be That's funny if. not hearsay. Some some kids were walking by, saw the body, and just decided to do that random carving into the tree. <laughs> yeah. A friend of theirs named Rebecca accidentally yeah. touched the body. Yeah. We got to let people know. <laughs> You got your prints on it. <laughs> uh, another thing the jury wasn't allowed to see or hear, a recorded conversation between the lead detective on the case, another detective, and a friend of Rebecca's, where the lead detective says Hogue didn't commit a crime and should not be charged. He calls it a bullshit case in the recording. That same lead detective, when called to testify by the defense, was not allowed to, quote, express any opinions, end quote, on the case. That was the judge's ruling. He was only allowed to talk about his investigation of her boyfriend who committed the murder. Up to that point, he could talk. And then after that, he wasn't allowed to say anything else. And then there was the domestic violence expert who was also barred. So that domestic violence expert, Mike Tyson. Yeah. (laughs) So it's cool that she's not going to go to prison for the rest of her life. Uh, That, I guess, is sort of a win. But it seems like and. Her defense said this. I saw it brought up in a few articles about it. It seems like a kid died. I mean, it doesn't seem like a kid died. A kid died. Prove it. And the state was like, well, that guy killed himself. So now who do we charge for this? Because we can't charge him anymore. And they just decided uh, it must be the mom's fault. It's what it's like to be poor and find yourself in the criminal justice system. Shit like this happens. Especially the criminal justice system in Oklahoma. Oh, man. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You're a shitty musical. A lot of fun stories today. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here after a long uh, absence, Adam. Welcome back. Brett, you know this happens. You know this. You you know how this podcast works. I guess there's a lot. I mean, here's the thing. I'm really not into true crime as a genre specifically a podcast genre even a television genre i'm just not into it i don't like hearing about any of this stuff but i bet a lot of people like that stuff i mean not i bet i know a lot of people (laughs) like that stuff and i bet a lot of people come to this podcast for that stuff i'm not bringing this up in a true crime way it's just a crazy fucking law it just like, happens to be a true a crime. True, it's just a true yeah, crime a on crime. my podcast, and I have an, an oh, and listen to my other true crime podcast. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, wow, Brett, welcome back. Is, yeah, what shit. is happening? You brought what the shade. Happening? What what's going on on Big Brother this season? Talk to me. The finale of Celebrity Big Brother was last night, and boy, it wasn't. It was it was fine, but actually, there was a lot going on. You had the guy who finished second place. A YouTuber named Todrick Hall, who I'd never heard of. He that was backstabbing. He was calling people. He was calling people. He was calling people sluts behind their backs. He was not. <laughs> that part's cool. He was not. He was not being a. He That's was not funny. being a good guy. He was not being a good guy. And he very much was acting under the belief that he's like, I'm the hero of this season. Everybody loves me, and everyone voted against him. He did not win. He lost in a landslide. Nobody even the uh, the cast didn't even really congratulate him, and then mysteriously this morning he had to cancel all of his press appearances. So he was someone who kind of know he he knew he got into a little bit of uh, hot water with some of his behaviors on Big Brother, and then immediately like ducked out of the public eye, which is uh, mm, just what we loser. love out of our out of our cowardly villains of reality TV. Sore loser Todrick Hall cancels interviews after Celebrity Big Brother finale. So who won? My man's got the Google machine. Yeah, who cares? I mean, who cares? Tell who me who won. Me. Who won? Oh, who won? Oh, Misha Tate, the UFC fighter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's not very interesting either. I thought you were going to say Misha Barton. I would have been very excited. Yeah, that I would have been into. Speaking of crazy legal developments and things that should not be happening to people in a legal way. An LAX passenger was held for 13 days on a warrant for a person with the same name. I didn't know this could happen at all. The goddamn fortnight of imprisonment? Yeah, that's a long time. 
Hey, Google LAX gangs. <laughs> Woman's name is Bethany K. Farber. She's suing L.A. police and the city of L.A., among others, for violation of her constitutional rights against unreasonable search and seizure and equal protection under the law. She was at LAX waiting for a flight to Puerto Escondido, Mexico. Anyone ever been? I live there. Nice. Uh, I'm recording from there. From my other room. Hey, Whoa! Oh, hey, Jeff. Oh, cute. They live together. This was April 16th of last year. TSA agents approached her and told her she had a warrant out of Texas for identity theft and that she was being detained. And despite her insistence that she had no criminal record and had never been to Texas, she was arrested anyway. And she claimed she was wrongfully held for 13 days under a warrant for a different person of the same name. Authorities never asked for her driver's license, date of birth, social security number, or any other identifying information. How is that possible? Yeah, it seems like they probably figured out they were wrong ahead of time. And they were figured like, out well, on day one, we... and they're like, well, we don't know what to do. Yeah, they spent probably <laughs> 11 days. days trying to figure out how to not get sued for this. Yeah, it had to be something like that. Because, I mean, at least I... you owe her an all-expenses-paid trip to Puerto Escondido, Mexico. Right, not to stay in our, not to stay in our third bedroom, no, right, Jeff? No, not at our place. No, you're not going to Airbnb. It's no, we're, yeah, we're booked. We're booked out through 2024. Well, it's interesting when stuff like this happens because there's kind of at airports. Airports are weird. Are we in this weird legal nether region where um, it's a federal, it's federal property, TSA and immigration. You know, at uh, border patrol, like that's border patrol agents at you know international terminals and stuff you're actually being held by the federal government you're not being held by the state or local government so, but i guess at some point she must have been handed off to lapd good old lapd in that she's suing them um, right because you do you do lose a lot of legal rights when you are traveling internationally and if they do want to hold you you know coming in from the country leaving the country or whatever but yeah at the same time terrible Give it up for LAPD all over again, or whoever it was in LA that was doing the illegal search and seizure. And uh, well, in this case, she is suing her her lawsuit names the LAPD, the city of LA, the LA airport police, and one hundred unnamed individuals, including Jeff and Brett. Look, we're Mexican nationals now. We live there in Puerto Escondido. We said non-refundable deposit. She lost her week. That's understandable. It's right there in your terms and conditions. Yeah, read the TNCs there, Bethany. Her lawsuit also alleges that Texas at one point contacted L.A. and said you have the wrong person, and it still took them three more days to release her after that. That's crazy. Yeah, Texas standing up for a woman. Yeah, that's odd. That's why they were shocked for three days. Well, they had probably already executed the woman who did it. By this point, I mean, it's Fair. 13 days later. She's had to have gone on trial and been hanged or however they do it down there. Let's talk about more airport crime. It's my favorite kind of crime, honestly. That story about Dennis Rodman stealing watches at the Dallas airport. Such classic. a great airport crime. That is a classic story. Mm-hmm. The getaway is so quick. You're gone. <laughs> You're he, in Cleveland. He, he got, a, he got in into York. so much trouble that he got a career out of it. So two men in New Orleans have been charged in an elaborate false baggage claim scam. I'm not going to lie. This sounds sort of like a victimless crime, but I think only because they're not telling us where the prepaid debit cards are coming from. I mean, this is just a cool story. Yeah, it's really neat. Two men from the New Orleans area, Dominic Martin and Pernell Anthony Jones Jr., are awaiting sentencing after pleading guilty to conspiracy and mail fraud charges in federal court. They'd been running an elaborate scheme filing false missing baggage claims with airlines, totaling over $500,000 in claims over five years and over 180 different claims. That's only a hundred grand a year. I mean, that's not so bad. It's a good living. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, still, you should still invest, make a 401k. That's You're not true. going to be independently wealthy yeah it's just going to keep you going it's walking around money is what it is the way it would work jones would buy airline tickets with preloaded gift cards using one of dozens of fake ids that were found when authorities raided his home that's where i call into question if this is a victimless crime because i need to know where those preloaded 
gift cards are coming from because I'm sure it involves some phone calls to some elderly people to tell them their grandson has been arrested in Mexico and grandma needs to send $800 in iTunes gift <laughs> cards to secure his release. Could you imagine? I was at a... Yeah, we, we take bail with Amazon gift cards. I was at a CVS. I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I was at a CVS in line behind this elderly woman, and she was buying a bunch of gift cards, and the woman was ringing her up, and then just all of a sudden, in the middle of, her, of ringing her up, the woman goes, wait, why do you need all these gift cards? And the woman was like, a man called me and told me, and she was like, all right, stop. Oh, really? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, the cashier stopped her in the middle of it and was like, ma'am, you are being scammed right they now. Should, now that they all have that plastic in front of their um, in front of them, they should put a sign up there. It's like, if you are buying gift cards because a man called you, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. I mean, good on her for stopping her. But yeah, yeah those, those phone scams have to work. Like, people keep doing them. If they never worked, that shit would just fall out of favor eventually. Let's try it. Honestly, let's try one right now. Who should well, we call? Honestly, we should do that. We uh, should do that as like a little like a show. Brett, what's Jeff's mom's phone number? No, my mom won't fall six, for six, that. Nine, oh, four twenty <laughs> sixty nine eleven. Yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> sixty nine eleven. That's a great band name. So he would buy these tickets with preloaded gift cards. N no word on where that money comes from. But uh, he would obtain bag tags from check in kiosks take the trip, and then report lost luggage, then have the reimbursement checks sent to friends and associates, which, uh, smart. That sounds, that sounds what, pretty smart. How, how much do you get for that? That I don't know, but we can... But you get a... So he had to drop off luggage, right? To yes. get the bag tag. Well, that I, the bag yeah. tag... No, you can do it at a self-service kiosk. Uh, but they put a barcode, but not if you... Oh, you get the barcode, but you don't even drop the package. Well, here's the, it get scanned the, in. I mean, I guess I guess you're taking advantage of if this if this worked for so long. The fact that the baggage tracking protocol probably has a lot of like you see these loopholes, and it's probably just not that yeah. accurate with scanning things in, checking them out, all that sort of stuff. Scams like this are great up until the very specific moment that they're not. My friends and I used to maybe do a Home Depot scam. Where we had a friend that worked at Home Depot, and the rule is anything under $100, if you return it, then it doesn't go into the system. So it's just like a free back and forth of, of whatever if you return something. And there was this scam about uh, fucking like if you bought these lights, you got an instant cash rebate. So like you would buy these lights and then they would give you cash. But on the receipt, it just said how much they cost, which was like 75 bucks. So you'd buy them, you'd buy like six of them, make 180 bucks at the purchase. Then you go to the next Home Depot and return all six for 75 bucks or whatever. And you'd keep doing that back and forth. And, and Home boy, Depot we... too also is a very, very chill return policy. Yeah. In general, they're like, if it's not like completely shattered into a million pieces, then we yeah. will basically they got the money. It it's it's yeah. factored into their shrinkage. Um, that being said, my friend got caught, but he didn't admit to anything, and they didn't have proof, so he's just banned from Home Depot for the rest of his life. He's which, a Lowe's man now. He's a Lowe'sman. Even that, like they say that, yeah. but how do no, they enforce not. that? Yeah, no. I I got caught stealing a pack of gummy bears at a drugstore once, and the guy like was like, you can't ever come back here. I got a job there like a year and a half later. He didn't <laughs> fucking remember anything about it. How old were you? Uh, I would have been like 15 or 16. It was when I was in high school. That's really were funny you... that you got a job there right after. Yeah. Were you wearing a Mrs. Doubtfire outfit when you got the job there? <laughs> no. You were just a sweet old Scottish lady. Adam Todd Doubtfire. At a, yeah, it was at when... a convenience store. When I got caught stealing the gummy bears, the guy took me in the back room, and I think he just pretended to call the police, but didn't actually call the police, and then left a back door propped open. And after like half an hour of waiting on the police, I was like, oh, I get it. I'm supposed to just leave through this door. Like, this guy is. Just you should have robbed the back room before <laughs> you left. Yeah. Taking the, the safe wallet. <laughs> just uh, take his car keys and fucking drive away. He was probably looking at you from like a different room, like on a camera, being like, why won't he leave? Yeah. Either that or he's going to shoot at me. You know I have to me. do work if he stays? <laughs> that was the most exciting thing that guy did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, besides hiring me shortly thereafter. Did it, was it the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. He was my oh, supervisor. 
That's when, so. Did you tell him afterwards? Like, remember when I stole the gummy bears? No, because I figured he would have fired me. I needed the job. It was one of those jobs that you got to get out of school early to do. Because if if you're a senior, you could do this like work release thing where you would go to school half a day and then go work a shitty retail job the rest of the day. And uh, I wasn't trying to lose. It seems that. like something they put in place for like farm workers. Uh, but it's and not. And then like I the Gap not. took advantage of it. Yeah, maybe it could be. Also, I crunched the numbers while we were talking about it a second ago. $500,000 over the course of 180 claims, that's just under $2,800 a claim, which probably explains why they got caught, because that's a high dollar amount. Well, you got to figure, what do you keep in in your luggage? Gold bars. I keep gold bars exclusively in my luggage. Yeah. Heroin. I have a grip of heroin so when much, I'm flying. So much heroin. Just balloons limited, of heroin. Limited re- release supreme drops. Yeah, yeah. Delta <laughs> Airlines, don't you understand? This is the Supreme X Marshmallow sneakers. I had a Supreme vape cartridge at one point. Like a wee, it was a hash oil, and it was made by Supreme, and it was the worst. I think Jessica Singer got them working at whatever weed store she worked at. And go figure, nobody ponied up for the Supreme vape oil cartridges, so they ended up selling them all for like 20 bucks, which then I bought one. I never really understood that that's the logo that people went after. I'm like, this is a red rectangle. Yeah, and it's crazy. The If you look into the, the way those shirts like go up in value, it's nuts. It's crazy. Val lives right next to them. She lives oh, yeah. by the Fairfax and Melrose. Yeah, so we see pe- people waiting in line. For shit all the time. And uh, and yikes. Yeah, that's nuts. Some YouTuber opens up a new store every like every third week. Yeah. Fucking wild, man. So let's talk about this last story. Finally, get into a feel good story. Feel good story of the year. Wisconsinite Cassandra Berger decided her goal in 2021 was to visit all 457 Wisconsin quick trip locations and she did it. Anyone ever been to a quick trip? I have not exclusively not, not been. Did we go to one together? We probably did at some point when we were in Wisconsin. Is they it are, like a general store? It's gas a gas station. It's a gas station, but they have food and it's 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 like a small grocery store. I think we did go to that because way too attractive. That's where I found those sex story. olives. You found what? A, a brand of olives called like sex olives or something like that. Oh. Yeah, and I, don't I think know. it was there. Really? That yeah. seems like a weird choice for quick trip. Like it's not like a it's not like a curiosity or anything. It's just no, a gas no, no, no. Station it was chain. just there was a bunch of like there was cheese curds and there was like smoked sausages and there was yeah. uh, jarred olives and things. And one of the brands of olives was called like Sex Olives or something. Hell yeah, dog. Yeah, cheese sausage. That shit's all over the place. Yeah, quick trip. They have good food. It's it's second in my heart only to Casey's General Store because Casey's General Store, against all odds, has some of the best pizza in the United States. I don't know what kind of cows they get their cheese from, but it is a delight. Brett, you were saying something, but everyone else was talking. Yeah, uh, I you know you you read through this and you're like, oh, what kind of what kind of scum of the earth devotes their time to this? Wow, and Sandra Berger, she's cute. She's, she's a cutie. Like, she's cute. Like yeah, I'm like wow. I just I just kind of assume like it's gonna be a trashy individual doing this, but no, she she's a she's a lovely young judge. Not she is the head women's lacrosse coach at UW lacrosse. Stays fit, right? She could talk to Bill Belichick all day about lacrosse. That's right. You know he prefers to talk about sports that aren't football. You do. So so the. At at one point during her her journey, she visited 52 different quick trip locations in one day, which that's a lot. That's that's a whole lot. That's uh, two an hour. Like that had to be quite a concentration of and that's two an hour if you're doing it like 24 hours. So, well, I mean, yeah, but the valley, there's a 7-Eleven every four blocks. Yeah, I I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't know, go try doing that with Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts and you will get 140 in an hour. Yeah, but still 52 in a day day is a lot. And if you read the interview with her, she was like, yeah, it was a lot. I was exhausted by the end of the day. But yeah, she's got that lacrosse training. I mean, obviously there's there's enough quick trips. She's a little net to hold a bag of chips. Wisconsin to do it on a stick. And this brings up an obvious question. How would a person have the time and money to 
do this? And it's a pretty easy answer. She just reached out to Quick Trip ahead of time and was like, hey, I want to do this thing. Do you want to give me money to do it? And they were like, absolutely. I'm guessing she's a teacher. Well, and yeah, I'm guessing she that she had the summer off. Well, so, no, like, she has an actual quote about how she was able to do it. She yeah. says, I am now considered a paid influencer by Quick Trip. Also, I'm single. I don't have a family. I just have a couple dogs. So this is my time to do something like this. Yeah. And Who she didn't have to go dogs? to work because she probably had the time off. Who watches those dogs? That's my question. She probably brings them with her. Put them in the car. All the influencers have like a van with like she better. dog beds in it. They got a heater. They got an air conditioner. They got satellite TV. They got she a should drip now do, coffee maker. She should now do quick trip prank videos. Her next thing is she's going to try and visit all of the quick trip locations in Iowa and Minnesota. In Iowa, apparently it's called Quick Star, and that's stupid. What's a star no. need to be quick for? Ridiculous. Yeah, but a trip. Be stupid. Yeah, you want to Come quick on, Cassandra. Trip. Quick Star. Well, she didn't name it, but she but could I mean, maybe change it. It's not the same thing. Why are you trying to do that? Now you're just trying to go to every... You're gonna, now she's like, and then I'm going to go to every quick trip in Massachusetts. It's called Cumberland Farms. Yeah. It's like, no, that's a different thing. Yeah. Go to every Wawa. I don't know if I've ever been to a Wawa. I got to be honest. They got some good They got some good food there. You got a sandwich at the you, Wawa? If you, ever, if you ever encounter a Casey's General store out there on the road, dip in and get yourself a slice. They have them pre-made. You can just pick one up. Yeah. Delish. Get a, a, pi- a pizza steak at uh, at Wawa. Mm. Mm. So good. A cheesesteak with the was it like with a little marinara and pepperoni on it? Yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Brett, gas station food recommendations. Go. I once got pizza at a gas station in Kentucky. It wasn't particularly good. Okay. Okay. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rest um, in peace, You know, gas stations, at, I'm, I'm not going to go for any of the, the prepared foods. Yeah. I, I got to go with something. Uh, what's, your, what's your travel food? Yeah. I got to go with something prepackaged. I'm not really going to trust, unless unless they actually have the, like, combination Chevron Burger King. Like, well, yeah, there's an course. actual branded restaurant there. I'll check that out. I'll get the combination well, here, here's Taco the thing Bell about- shell. Casey's but, General Store, it is a restaurant. Like they have an actual restaurant. Like they have a kitchen. Hell they yeah. Cook food. You got to go to a, a shit. They'll make you a pork tenderloin, Brett. No, but if you go to a Seven Eleven or like a whatever in California, most yeah. of that don't have a restaurant attached. Like no. there's like the little hot dog. Seven Eleven is a restaurant. Thing. Yeah. No. I'm just so you know I'll get you know yeah. bag of something. Salty. What's your sweet? Give me your sweet and your savory for Maybe when you're when, uh, when you're sweet, on a road on a those, road trip. Uh, little. Donuts, those little powdered donuts, those little pup heads. Perfect. You know, Great. You know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah. And then salty. Um, mm, Combos. Damn. You know, I'll, probably some sort of like spicy potato chip or spicy nacho okay. chip. Some sort of like mm, okay. flaming Hot Lays or, or Tapatio mm. Doritos. Something flaming like Hot Lays changed their formula. They did. They're recently. a little bit more like pickly now. They're more like uh, flaming Hot Cheetos, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Interesting, yeah. I don't eat them that much, but you know, I I I noticed that on the flame and hot lays, there's some sort yeah, of they're not good something anymore. like acidic yeah. added to it. They're bad. Don't now. know what. I would do a pizzeria pretzel combo. Yep, that's yep. my savory. It's the supreme combo flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for my sweet, it is uh, gas station pop tarts, cherry preferred. Oh, now pop tarts get in my teeth. Um, uh, also, I like the Ritz, the Ritz crackers, the Ritz sandwich crackers with the cheese, with the fake cheese on the inside. Mm. Those are what are you nice. going to school lunch? Yeah, I that's love it. Weird, yes, it's a weird choice. It's chaperone food. You uh, know, well, some going to eating gas station food is like it's like all right. Well, I don't really do this often. I might as well get something that's like truly disgusting and reminds me of being eleven. For my my sweet, if they got them, I'm I'm going for a bag of sweet tart ropes. A sweet tart rope, that's that's a multi-dimensional candy right there. You got the sweet tarts in the middle. You got whatever that outside coating is, like cherry rubber. Mm, fucking love them. Yeah, you bring those to the movies every time we go. You're goddamn right I do, and I'm never going to stop. Except last yeah. time I went to the movies, I brought peanut M&Ms. That's what I do. I, I steal peanut M&Ms from Target, and then I take them to the movies. Every time? Every time you steal? It's a victimless crime. Yeah. yeah. Just you know that. Movie, you know that, right? Neat. That I every time I go to Target, I shoplift the thing of peanut M and M's. Oh, okay, that's a fun little tradition that won't ever end in a very embarrassing incident for you. You know what would happen if I get caught? I go, oh man, it was up here. I didn't even see that. Yeah, of course I'll pay for it. 
Yeah. You can't. You'd be they're not gonna, going to Home Depot. They're not going to stop a 40-year-old man who already spent like $65 who just left a thing of M&Ms on top of the cart. So I like looked past it. It's such an easy thing to... to... Is this at the, the manned checkout or the, the self-checkout? doesn't matter. Mm. You get it, you get it either way. Yeah. Has a, See, what has, you do is... Has a, target... a human person been like... No, nobody's caught him. There. Uh, what you do is you just put it... Because the way Target, they have like a, a section at the top for your like phone or... I forget what it is. So but... every time you go to the movies, you go to Target first, buy some other shit... So you can steal a pack of M&M's and take them to the movies. Generally speaking, the the peanut M&M's that I eat at the movies are the ones that I take. Oh, so you don't go to the Target and then go to the movies. I'll usually save them up. You'll go to Target. But yeah, sometimes I will. Underwear, like $60 worth (laughs) of like underwear and tank tops. Get some free M&M's and then you're like, but I have, there's always a running list of shit you need. So I might go get a cart, grab some polar black cherry seltzer put it in the cart when i go to pay for it i step between the cart and the camera and scan it pay and then fucking roll out this is one of this this is up there with you only wearing jeans that in terms of weird things about you now baby i don't get it i don't get you're at home jeans in two years exactly i i can't wear sweatpants it makes me feel so uncomfortable this is we can't talk about this again uh i think that's our episode right do we have any final thoughts on quick trip long adam oh sorry brett Jeez. an hour and 15 minutes is too much for you yeah yeah i actually yeah yeah i actually do need to get back to work well it would have been a lot easier if you did this at 10 a.m yeah sorry no i I wouldn't have been able to do it i would have had to say sorry i can't sorry we're not not talking about collective bargaining in baseball or something no nobody's talking about that uh, they're talking about it on Around the Horn today. Welcome to the next hour and 15 minutes of this podcast, everybody. Let's talk <laughs> collective bargaining. Brett, go. All right. Filibuster. Okay, so uh, the what the players want is they want the uh, the age uh, to, where you get to free agency to be lowered because the average age of salary or, or the average salary for players has been going down. And now the the teams that that uh, but revenues are going that up. use the revenues are going up. In addition, all the teams are now like into analytics and money ball now. So the peak age for a player is 27, but they're not even like in free agency yet. So I, I'm, I have nothing else to say. I think that was enough. Yeah, I think you nailed that shit. You sure did. Uh, do we have any? Thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate it. I want to uh, go on a road trip me. now. Yeah, let's go on a road trip. Let's. let's go. I'm gonna go on a road trip to Minnesota, and I'm gonna find Cassandra Burger. Let's. Like, yeah, oh, let's go to hey, all the. What a coincidence! Let's go to all the Minnesota quick trips before she gets to. Yeah, and tag them. Yeah, let's counter. <laughs> let's do a counter road trip. Unpops was here. Make it an unofficial street race. We just enter hundreds of people into it. That would be fun. Honestly, we should like Mad Max her off the road on the way to doing it. <laughs> Surround her like yeah. Joe Biden's bus during the 2020 election in Texas. Just give us the gas <laughs> station. Just give us the gas station. <laughs> what? Uh, what do we have? To, Brett, do you have anything to plug before we get out of no, here? No. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Well, I don't know if you know this, Adam, but I have cool friends. And I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, and you can get access to that show at patreon.com slash Jeff May, along with Ugh Fine. We have a podcast, The Monthly Show with Kim Crawl. If you don't want to give me money, that's fine. Fuck you, too. Uh, You can check out Jeff Has Cool Friends for free a week later. It's just I bleep the swears out, and there's a little less content. But it's still a great show. Great interviews. You you get it. I don't want to give you money. I know you don't. Uh, You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. What's that about? uh it's, it's i don't know it's too long to explain mm, okay. um also i i am a patron of unpops i forgot i didn't realize i wasn't signed up and wow. so i just recently i don't know if did you notice did you get that information i have not when did you do it i haven't looked at the patreon it was like two night yesterday or two days ago no yeah maybe i haven't i don't know i'll have to look at it i signed up for that and for secretly incredibly fascinating very nice what about gamefully to, unemployed yeah of course what about dangers patreon i haven't yet because i don't listen to music i have to sign up for i have to sign up for his how about brett brett's got a patreon brett you have a patreon 
Absolutely not. Do you, I choose to be employed. You you just do Big Brother stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do that for free though. No ads, no Patreon. It's it's fully free. I have I'm, a friend that became like a Big Brother influencer on social media, and I'm like, that's an interesting. Who's your world. friend? Her name's Jolene Lunzer. Okay, I'm and uh, somebody accused her. There's like these other people. Apparently, the Big Brother fan community is like really fucked up. Nightmarish. And like, there are these people that are harassing them and like call and like like really crazy shit it's no it's absolutely insane that's why i don't really like i have my fun little podcast we do we do it uh you know me and my 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 co-host we don't turn on the ads for it we don't accept money for it we're not we're not doing a patreon we're not trying to get anybody to subscribe to something do it for the love of the game it's very very relaxed we don't even watch the show half of the time. Like, it's the Big Brother podcast by casuals for casuals. We don't want to participate in any of the BB drama. We just want to make funny jokes and talk about a stupid show that isn't very good. Yeah, funny jokes about a show we didn't watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that kind of seems like the best way to do it is to just go in so blind that you don't know anything about the show. It's all three guessing. fucking days a week. I, I am a, a I'm a working mother. I, I don't have time for this. Gonna work mother's hours. Uh, mother's hours. Commitment. Here we go. Bringing uh, it back to the beginning of the pod. Now we have to do the pod backwards from right now. Yeah. Yes. Get up, big brother. Why did big brother sound like big brother? I don't get. Well, it's a palin. It's almost palindrinicable. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Fuck. Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can go there and get bonus episodes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. And uh, check out, check out, you don't even like sports, a sports podcast about how Brett doesn't like sports. Yeah, listen to you don't even like sports about how Jeff doesn't even like sports. And no, that's not true. John Daly season is dropping now. John Daly season. We are talking about John Daly, and uh, man, is he a character. He's I think something. we're going to talk about his first album. On the next episode, so keep yeah. your eyes peeled for that. Uh, all right, Brett looks like he's getting impatient. Let's get out of here. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Cassandra Burger being kind of stalked by Brett rookie card. Everybody, goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim in ten at the Quick Trip. Wow.